Who do you guys have winning the the cup? Honestly, the way Florida's been playing, it just looks like they I think the only team that could beat Florida is Vegas, honestly. Dude, Vegas versus Florida Stanley Cup final is crazy. Like either one of those teams winning the cup is crazy. It's gonna be nuts. Florida reminds me of the LA Kings when they won that first cup. They were the eighth seed and nobody expected them. And they just played harder than everyone, had depth scoring, good goaltending, and they just like were playing no fear, you know? Dude, that's how that's what scared me before the Florida Panthers, uh, the game that they won. They interviewed Kachuk and he's like, Yeah, we're not even thinking about closing out this series. Like, we just want to play our game. And I was like, What? <laughs> Close the series out. <laughs> But then they closed it out. Yeah, it's crazy. Hey, there he is. There's Shazo. What's going on? What's up, Neil? How hey. you doing? Hey, good. Man. How are you? TK, what's up? Uh, on episode 89 of the Buzz Pod, we are excited to have the former Massachusetts high school hockey Gatorade Player of the Year, ISL and small school champion at Lawrence Academy. He played at the Chicago Steel for a year, Northeastern for two years, and finished his last two years at Sacred Heart University. <clears throat> he most recently finished this last season with the Chicago Wolves of the AHL. My good friend and former teammate and linemate, welcome to the Buzz Pod, Neil Shea. Neil, how you doing, big dog? I am doing well. Thank you, boys, for having me on. Awesome intro, and we are very happy to have you on, Neil. We got a lot to talk about. First of all, do you recognize this jersey? Uh, yeah, I do recognize that jersey. <laughs> I, was, a... uh, I was in attendance for someone getting a beat down on the ice. <laughs> under that jersey in the past. You, were, you were at that game, hey? I was there, yeah. That's so funny, because at the end of the season um, – so I don't know why you just don't get your own jersey for free. You got to buy your jersey. And I bought this one because it was like the one from that video. Yeah. So I was like, I got to have it. What, <laughs> so what, what, was your, uh, what was your brother saying about that? Because your brother's on that team. Uh, nothing really. He kind of just thought it was funny a little bit, to be honest. Like, he was just kind of like, can't believe that actually just happened. Oh, he that's was- such BS. Hey, Shazo called me right after that, Blatch, and he was like, don't worry, Shazo. Blatchy loves this shit. He's a psycho. Hey? <laughs> Shazo called me right after that, and he FaceTimed me, and I was like, what's up, dude? He's like, I just watched your buddy Blatchy play my brother's team. What a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, uh, that, that was my opinion, not my brother. Shazo, break it down, what you saw, what you were thinking. Uh, I was uh, just kind of watching a hockey game, and <laughs> – all of a sudden, there was, a, there was a goal scored, and the lights went off, and they came back on, and he was just beating the shit out of the kid, and the kid was on the ice. He just kept beating him. He got up and gave, gave the – like, let me hear it to the fans and kind of skated off. It was pretty funny, to be honest. But All the fans were double birds. Did you got the double birds out? You can be honest. No, no, no. I didn't get the double birds. I was kind of just laughing. I thought it was kind of funny. Oh, that was all time. That was all time. I'm actually glad you were there. It's a pretty good opening to this pod. <laughs> But um, how you doing, man? I, I think we have a lot to talk about. But first off, I, I believe you're living with Marky right now or he's staying with you or something. I am. Yeah, he's uh, he's been here the past couple of days. He's he's coming to Sacred Heart next year. So he's here for the week, working out and training, getting acclimated. So 
And how's he doing? Is he rubbing off on you? Or are you rubbing off on him? Because he's got a great vibe to him right now. He's uh first shout out to Top G Hockey. Um, but this is the most dialed I've ever seen him. You guys been training together? Uh, we haven't yet. We're uh, he got here on. I we're starting up tomorrow, so we'll we'll see what he's got in there. But he, he seems pretty dialed. He uh, I think he's rubbing off on me a little bit, starting to question some of my eating habits and stuff after watching what he does. So oh, I love that dude rubbing off on you in a great way. I love that. Why I hang out with him over the summer is mom cooks great food and it's usually healthy too. It's always leftovers at that house. <laughs> you know TK's all over those leftovers all the time. <laughs> but um, Shazo, I wanted to get into your career a little bit. Um, obviously, you started playing <laughs> high school hockey. I think you kind of lit that league up. But um, can we kind of fast forward to the USHL? I want to know who who's your coach in Chicago Steel? Uh, Greg Moore. Greg Moore. Oh, okay. So it wasn't Muse. Was was Muse there the year before? Uh, two years before, I think he had left. The year before me, I think the guy was just there for one year. Yeah. Were you in high school then or no? Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, Geneva High. No. Oh, no, no, no. Not when I was in. No, no. I didn't go to high school in Chicago. No, I was finished. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I had a cup of coffee in Chicago. I went to Geneva High School. So I was just wondering. Yeah, yeah, a cup of coffee in a lot of places, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just about everywhere. <laughs> just just about everywhere. But how was the USHL? Because I saw you put up some great numbers there, and I'd imagine it's a much higher level than St. Lawrence Academy. St. Lawrence, buddy? It's Lawrence. Get the name. Oh, then Lawrence Academy. Uh, yeah, it was definitely good. I, I had a great experience there. I think uh, what they have going on in Chicago's pretty special now obviously you see a lot of like really talented high-end players going through there I think it's kind of I think Z can speak to this he's played for Morsey a little this year like he's really smart about the game kind of he's a complete hockey nerd in a good way like lives lives and dies for it like and it's honestly some of his coaching styles is like new and unique to what I had had ever known before but like once you adjust to it and like start listening to what he's saying believing it I think he's one of the smartest hockey minds I've been around uh so I had a great experience there. I was lucky enough to play with some some really good players. Um, so yeah, it was I, I loved. I thought it was it was honestly one of my my favorite years in hockey. I thought like development wise, that year I developed the most probably out of any of the places I've ever played before. So I love my time there. So thought it, it's obviously a great league to prepare for college and whatnot. But uh, Chicago is a great place too to play. Great, uh, yeah. great locker room. Great setup they got there. Did you guys get a lot of fans? Because when I was there, no fans. Uh not really. We got when we got to the playoffs, we got a we had a pretty good run that year. We lost in the Clark Cup. So we started to get some pretty decent fans towards the end of the year and in playoffs. But earlier on the regular season, we were getting we weren't getting too much. But I think now they have a they get a pretty decent fan base, obviously, because they got some big names playing there. So but when I was there, no, the fans were not uh there there wasn't too many of them. Yeah, yeah, there, uh, there definitely wasn't many fans when I was playing against you guys there. Um, but you talk about uh, your time there, how much you love the development side, and a ton of good players are coming out of that organization. And um, what do you think they do different uh, to make them, you know, develop their players better? Why are there a ton of good products coming out of Chicago? Do they just have a really good setup and 
uh, accessibility to ice and extra extra sessions or uh, what do what do you think? Yeah, I think that's part of it. Every morning they have uh, they have two full time skills coaches that are there every single morning, Monday to Friday uh, before practice, going out and doing skill work with them, like game like skill stuff. Uh, every morning it's right there for you. And the two guys that did it, the skills coaches are are legit. And one of them's Darrell Belfry, the other one's Adam Nicholas. Uh, they're both working in the NHL, so they know their stuff. And then just they were kind of on the same pages with the the coaches. Like the stuff they were teaching wasn't just them teaching it and then we're not implementing it any other ways. Like they're teaching it and the coaches want us to implement it. And once everyone starts to buy in and starts to do it, it's it starts to create just like better players and everyone's kind of on the same page because we're all doing it together. And as far as hockey wise, like obviously they care about winning, but like they were focused more on like the individual players and getting them better. And like, I think their belief was if they developed players well enough, then the winning's going to come if everyone's developing as players. So I just think the time and effort that they put in the things they provide as far as skills coaches, their film sessions every single day, as much as you want, just, the, the the littlest things they're just they're doing it all and I I don't think from what I've heard from some other players that have played other teams I just don't think that's going on everywhere so I think that's kind of what separates them yeah that's a that's a really good answer that's I mean that's exactly what I would want did you guys uh have access to the locker room 24 7 because I remember when I was there we would play cards in at night at, in the locker room or is that not a thing anymore uh that we had access but that wasn't we never really did that when i was there so i don't know if that like, must have stopped before i got there but oh yeah maybe maybe but it, i think i thought that was really cool because we would have access to the locker room and there was like a nice lounge there with the ping pong table and everything so we'd go there at night play some cards it was a pretty good time yeah it's it's really nice setup in there obviously the rink's kind of it's a little older and not so nice but like the lounge area and locker room is really nice so that was always that was good to have to obviously spend time with the boys and stuff in there. Hey, so before we go back, before we go to the northeastern days, though, Zach, I want to ask Shazo something. So I played with we played together at Lawrence, hey, uh, when you left Marshfield High, and then we both left. You went to Chicago, I went to the Junior Bruins, and then you made the decision to go back to Lawrence that same year. So talk a little bit about that decision to go back why'd you make that decision why was uh you know like Lawrence valuable to you and your experience there and what'd you like about it and kind of what all went into that um I just think at that point in my career I thought what was best for me was to just be playing a lot and kind of playing in a league where I knew I was going to play in all situations. Uh, me personally, I think you're better off doing that. Getting talked as being kind of the go-to guy or one of them. And then um, I just thought like if I was going to the USHL the next year, like it might as well get one more year to get my confidence up a little more, like just keep developing kind of uh, trying to dominate games and just kind of, you know, play all situations, just, to have the puck be confident, just kind of use all use that whole year to kind of just build it up as much as you can before taking the next step the next year in juniors, which is obviously a jump from prep school. So I just I think uh, just the ability to play all situations and kind of you know gain confidence and just kind of you know do your thing out there and try to just better yourself. So I think that was that's a big the prep school. That's a great that's a, that's a great value question for or answer for young kids who are uh, 
dying to go to the next level and just play in the best league. We talk like about you, that but... all the time. Yeah, like me. We talk about that all the time, though. Like, you want to dominate your level. We were just talking about it before you hopped on. Before you move on to the next one, you want to dominate yours. You want to be a go-to guy. And you want to get puck touches. That's how you get better, Z. Before we move on from Chicago, do you have any favorite breakfast spots in Chicago? Uh, yeah, I got one. Yeah? Uh, buttermilk. It's in – well, this is from – yeah, it's in Geneva, Illinois. It's called Buttermilk. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, there's a couple of steel alum that are, uh, that are here in Toronto and they, they wanted me to ask you because you're not a real steel alum. If you don't know what buttermilk is, yeah, that's going to be it. They've got unbelievable skillets and yeah. cakes, pancakes. So the world are still it. Like yeah. Shout out to buttermilk. Hey, I got a, I got a quick, quick question here. We could cut this out of the pod, you know, if it's not what we're looking to hear, but I just, I more want this for myself. You know, we, we always chat and stuff, Shazo, but you know, we played together at Lawrence, me, you and Craig, then you played with Sammy and Gunner after Colangelo and Fontaine, two Northeastern guys. Oh God. Where do I rank on that all time favorite lineman? Let's get get relative here, champ. I like this question though. Where am I at? That's a legit question. Or this is good for scouts you know, tuning in. They're like, who's this TK guy? So pay attention where you rate him. <laughs> yeah, this is a legit question. So, I mean. An answer, honestly, you know, you're not hurting any feelings here. But I, I don't think you're going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> TK's flexing right now. <laughs> you know me too well. I would never say anything bad. Uh, no, I think. Is this like a serious question? You want me to? Oh, you, you, can, you can just say he's up there. You're gonna cut it out. So roast is it. This is a serious question. This will stay no, in. Honestly, you're you're one of my, the favorite guys we've ever played with. Like, and I'm not just saying it to. I know you want me to fucking well, pump your tires right now, but no, I don't. I just want to know. <laughs> no, you do. That's why you asked the question. Yeah, he, yeah, he does. He wants you to pump him. But yeah, I know yeah. you loved it, big dog. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. You're a really good player. We'll leave it at that. Oh my God, that's. Hey, awesome. I got a, I got a good story before. We wait, wait, on. real quick, actually, before your good story, what was your first impression <laughs> of Timmy Kent? Like you first meet this guy, what are you thinking? Uh, I kind of just thought he was high energy, loved to talk, uh, confident, and yeah, uh, learned pretty quickly. Those were all pretty accurate. So yeah, that's spot on, <laughs> Timmy Kent, right there. <laughs> Oh, man. That's hopefully. Well, at least I'm authentic, eh? <laughs> that was spot on. You, uh, after after USHL, you went to Northeastern University and uh, you played there for two years. Uh, I think you didn't have the success that you wanted, which is why you ended up entering the transfer portal. Um, but can you talk a little bit about your time at Northeastern? Um, maybe uh, what you think didn't click for you, what you learned there, and then um, what attributed to your success at Sacred Heart and uh, basically the turnaround of your NCAA career. Yeah, uh, obviously going to Northeastern, like you, you get there, there's a lot of good players. Like obviously he knows this, he was there. Um, it's, it's, it's tough to kind of like, obviously it's it's not easy to, to find a like a, a, a really good opportunity. Um, but I thought every day I just tried to, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good players out there. We had, we had a good team. So 
just trying to, you know, keep your head down and work. And um, obviously it didn't click. It was kind of first time in my career where I had went through, like, not really scoring, not really being the guy. And it's honestly looking back on it now, like at the time I was frustrated, like as a player, you want to, you want to play a ton, you want to have success. Um, but looking back on it now, like you said, like, I think going through that helped me so much where at the time, maybe I didn't realize, like I was just frustrated and um, but just still try to show up and work every day and just be a good teammate and get better. But I think um, just looking back on it, like, I think, a lot of the stuff I went through like mentally or whatever that year, like going into Sacred Heart after I transferred allowed me to like evaluate what I need to work on and get better at as well. Kind of just trying to find my confidence again. And I think some of the like the hard times you go through like mentally and like as a hockey player, everyone goes through them. So I think just being able to take those times and learn from them, like at the end of the day, it's, it's hockey. Like there's people going through a lot worse and like things. So like, just being at Sacred Hearts, kind of looking back on those experiences, like when things get tough, just knowing that like you can always just kind of fight through it. And I think at Sacred Heart, like I was given more of a like offensive offensive role. So I think that might be why like statistically it clicked a little better for me. I was obviously older too and had played two years of college. So I had more experience too. But I think in Northeastern, like it was still looking back and it was good for me. Like I went through a lot of stuff, learned a lot about myself individually and like I also got to play with some some really good players and just be around them every day. Like being a younger guy in college, just being around those guys and like seeing what they do every day. It's kind of like the next step at every level. You see that like the top guys want to takes, and I think there you're lucky enough to have some like some really good players that you can you know learn from. And uh, yeah, so I think every experience you go through in life, you know, there's there's good things you can take away from and things you can learn from. So yeah, so. and I'm sure. So when you're going through things like that, um, I'm sure doubt settles in. Um, for you, when you transferred, you had a ton of success at Sacred Heart. Was part of the frustration at Northeastern um, kind of that you were doubting yourself or the opposite, that you felt like you knew you could succeed at this level, but you just, you weren't, and it was frustrating to you? Uh, or were you kind of losing a little bit of, do you know what I, do you know what do you understand the question? Yeah, yeah. I think for I think a little bit of both, honestly. I think like at first, I kind of you think like obviously you got to be confident. Like you have, you always do you think you you know like whatever whatever like maybe a coach sees you as something you think you're not. Like it's kind of your job as a player to show up and and bury your head and do what's do what's asked of you. But in my head, I, I kind of like I knew I was good enough to have success at the college level. And obviously, like sometimes it doesn't happen right away. But uh, I think a little bit like going through that, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I, there was times where I doubted myself or lost some confidence. And then like that, you know, it affects the way you play, too. So like my advice on that is to just no matter what you're going through, like you just maybe if one coach doesn't see you the way another play, uh, another coach does or something like that, you just always got to remember like, like what you are as a player, what you're capable of. And if you're, there's days where maybe you're, you're losing some confidence or doubting yourself, just you got to try not to let that creep into you because it does affect your play. I think it, that started to happen to me a little bit Northeastern towards, towards the end of it. So I think just always like going back to like just believing in yourself and kind of, 
know what you are as a player and it's kind of always betting on yourself is, is what's going to get like do that's what's going to put you in the best situation to succeed absolutely and a quick follow-up with that how refreshing was it for you to have success that first year at sacred heart uh it was it was really nice and to be honest if you, you look at it i think the first 10 or 12 games i had like two or two or three points maybe and um that's a, again the doubts started to creep in like it, maybe i maybe i'm not good enough to play at this level but that was kind of like uh there was kind of a that was a time where i was talking with like you know a lot of my friends and stuff and like and kind of looked myself in the mirror and was like you know like kind of you know what you're capable of like you got to start like now's the time you got to do it you can't keep uh you can't keep like pulling time away or whatever because there's only so much like it flies by and I think after like a month into that first year at Sacred Heart like I really started dialing in like trying to do extra work on my own and whatnot before and after practice and just doing everything I could and just being able to look myself in the mirror every day and saying like I'm doing everything I can put myself in the best situation possible and just getting that confidence back and just believing yourself and eventually it's things started to click for you and obviously once you know things you start to get bounced and stuff going your way that helps obviously with your confidence and then you know once that started happening it's, it's obviously really refreshing to get the confidence back and start getting bounces and then obviously just continuing to build off that throughout the rest of the years it was nice hell yeah dude i love to hear that because that's you just explained like that's confidence through work we've talked about that many times here that's the best way to gain confidence is through work if you're not you're not confident then put in the extra work and you're going to gain confidence through that work and that's exactly what you did from the sounds of it so that's that's top-notch stuff for our viewer for our listeners um but uh see you got some when you're at when you're in northeastern or when you're uh for you shazer when you're at northeastern or when you're in a situation where uh you're not playing as much as you'd like and you're beating up on yourself mentally it's super important i think to to zoom out and take the bigger perspective here of, okay, I'm not playing on this team right now for this coach because maybe he doesn't see me in the role that I see me in or whatever reason, but I'm still going to work on my game and trust my process and exactly what you said, betting on yourself uh, throughout the tough times of not playing. And eventually over time, you're going to get better. You're going to get better. You're going to continue to work on your game. You're going to grow. And when you do get that opportunity, you have success just like you did at Shoe uh, in your first year. Because I remember when you were at Northeastern and uh, things were hard and you were in and out of the lineup and you weren't playing as much as um, maybe you should have. And you always brought the same work ethic every day and you always controlled your attitude and effort. And that's all you can do when you're in that situation. And that's why it makes the most sense that you had success in your years at SHU, a lot of success your second year after you got um, your true uh, feet wet with a lot of touches and game situation in that first year. And before you came on the podcast, TK had said, uh, Neil is a guy, it took him three minutes to say it, but he said, Neil is a guy I've always believed in. And I always knew when he got an opportunity, he was going to succeed. It took him three minutes to spit that out, but he said he that a thousand likes in. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, well, but I always when you play with a guy, you always know if they have that dog in him and that inner drive. You know, sometimes without people, a doubt, 
people up top that are watching or coaches, you know, that aren't in the locker room with them don't know. When you play on a guy's team or specifically we played together a full year, Neil, you know, like, and we were tight and we were always, you know, like about like getting the work in and, you know, like having success and like trying to bring it every game. I always knew that you kind of had what it took to have the capacity for, you know, the journey. And when you got your shot, you know, that you would bring that same intensity. So, yeah, that's what I was telling these guys beforehand. You want to make out right now, TK? You want to make out with him? No, he's not the best looking guy in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. No, but uh, Shazo, I wanted to ask about your first pro experience that you just got. uh, You got a cup of coffee in the AHL with the Chicago Wolves after uh, your second final year of NCAA. How was that? Uh, It was good. It was obviously just at the end of the college year to go experience that. Um, It's obviously really nice just to kind of see what like the everyday life is like practicing, you know, workouts and obviously games and stuff. Um, It's, it's all super beneficial to like looking back on it, like super grateful that I got the chance to go and do that. Um, Obviously it's, it's a lot more, it's a lot more like serious in college. Like, it's kind of like it's it's a job like you got to show up every morning you got to do do what you're 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 asked and you you got to if you're not pulling your weight you you'll fall behind pretty quick i learned so um yeah that was a really good experience to to you know show up and just kind of see how like some of those guys operate from day to day obviously there's guys there that've played in a ton of nhl games have played at the highest levels just kind of see how they carry themselves from day to day and stuff like that and what they're doing before how they're taking care of their bodies like how they're dieting and stuff like that so yeah I think the the chance to go and play there at the end of the year was was awesome like obviously going into starting pro career it's it's uh super beneficial to have that definitely uh what would you what would you say about the jump uh from NCAA from Planet Shoe and then going right into the American League at the end of the year. Uh, and I'm pretty sure there's a couple meaningful games in there for uh, some of the teams you played against. So you were getting some some playoff type games. What would you what would you say about that? Yeah, I just uh, yeah. So we were like you said, we were in they were in a playoff push when I got there and they had some injuries and stuff. So I was I was lucky enough to get in right away. And it was obviously the, the games were hard. Like everyone was giving it their all. It was a battle. Uh Obviously, it's cliche, but the the games are you know they're faster. Guys, guys are all the guys are smart. Like things happen fast. Uh, you gotta you gotta be fully engaged all the time. And if you're if you're not, you fall asleep for a split second. You learn pretty quickly that you know the puck's gonna be in, probably in the back of your net and stuff. So I just think uh, those games you learn like you gotta you gotta give it a hundred percent every shift. Obviously, like they're you gotta battle out there. You gotta you got to pull your weight because you know, everyone else on the team's pulling their weight at that level. It's they take it so seriously. Um, not saying that guys don't in college, but it's just, it's, it's one of the highest levels for a reason. Everyone's so dialed and uh, everyone cares so much. So I think just all like the cliche stuff, it's faster. Guys are smarter, but it, it really is. And you, you can't, you can't take any time for granted fall asleep for any time. Cause you got to, you got to be dialed in the, the whole time or else you're going to, you know, fall behind pretty fast. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, what what's uh, What are your off-ice hobby, hobbies? I know uh, your brother, Pat Shea, 
I mean, he's obviously a big influencer in the hockey world. Uh, he's got like 78K. I'm looking at his Instagram right now. He's always posting stuff. Um, what do you do? Are you are you a part of that? Are you a YouTube guy also? Or, or what are you doing in your off time? No, I, I, I'm not really a part of that. Do you get, oh, wait, wait, actually, do you get a little bit of heat for that? Because I could understand how in the hockey culture, it's way different, but a lot of guys love your brother's stuff. Like I could also see how you get a lot of, uh, like good and some bad. Some of those skits are just fucking hilarious. Yeah, they're hilarious. <laughs> some, uh, when he first started, I, I would hear some, some, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily get heat for it. I, some people would give me heat more so just like chirping him. But I kind of always like, I've obviously it's my brother. So I'm going to let, let him do what he wants and always believe in him and stuff like that. And it's, it's funny because you probably hear it less now that he's more successful, right? Yeah, I was going to say like some of the, like some of these kids that I know, like used to give him a hard time and stuff or trying to act like they love him now and all this stuff. But yeah. I'm just for him it's something he's passionate about and he believes and enjoys doing it so I think for him even at first too just starting to do that like he took a lot of heat probably chirped a lot in games whatnot but I give him credit because he stuck with it kind of didn't really care what people thought about it or kind of he knew there was some people out there that liked it and obviously it's grown a pretty good amount he has a pretty good following like obviously he's, there's a lot of people that love his videos sometimes you see like people giving him a hard time or whatnot but that's just kind of how life goes and you just got to do what you want to do and stuff. But I, uh, I don't really get involved with it, to be honest. So back to like the question, I kind of a bit different away from the rink, like just kind of pretty laid back, go golfing, just kind of hang out. Don't do too, nothing too crazy. So pretty easy going. I like that. You could ask your brother if this is true, because it is, but I never chirped him about that because I chirp a lot and I chirp everybody but I respect going out of your comfort zone, doing things that are different, especially in the hockey world. Even this, even having, even starting a podcast is different, looked at as different. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I always respect guys that step out of the comfort zone, do things that are different. He's kind of the first guy that's done it playing. And I think that's why he's had a ton of success is because he's pretty much the only guy that does it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't, I don't, I haven't seen anyone else doing it, but, I agree with you. Like he's, he stepped out of his comfort zone and maybe at the start, like when he didn't have as big of a following or it wasn't going well for him, I think you can kind of relate. It's like, like hockey, like, yeah, for sure. You got to stick with it, obviously. And like, you believe in yourself and what you want to do. So uh, it's kind of something he believed in and thought he he enjoys doing and likes to do. So it's going pretty well for him. Hopefully keeps growing. So. Yeah, I love that. Um, is there some things that you're looking to improve on in this off season specifically to um, transfer into professional hockey? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can always look to just keep getting better at everything. But some things for me personally, like a big thing for me is my shot. I want to get my shot better. Uh, you know, like one of the things I learned at the higher level is you don't have nearly as much time to get a, your shots off or you got to change the angle a lot more than you would have to in college and stuff like that. So uh, my shooting, like just getting it off quicker, the accuracy is one of the biggest things I'm going to try to improve on this summer. So uh, that and obviously just everything else, little details you can always get better at. So, but I think my shooting's uh, one big thing that I work on. And your summer training is there at SHU? 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to stay here this summer. We, uh, we were lucky enough to get this guy. His name's Rob Dombrowski. He was working for Ben Prentice, who's uh, like – Yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, so he uh, he had some really good clients, and he actually left there to just come work here. So uh, with the new facility, we have a really good setup. The ice is going to be in all summer. So there's I think he, there's uh, like, like, like 15 other pro guys going to come here too. So should be should be a good group. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need you to talk about the new facility. Uh, I'm a teammate with an alumni of SHU, Mark Johnstone. And he did not he did not get to experience the new facilities in the locker room. Um, so I want you to explain him a little bit so uh, he can he can be salty about it on this pod. And I can imagine the old ones probably weren't great. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't terrible. We were we played in Bridgeport, the AHL rink. It just there it's like 15, 20 minutes from campus. So uh never had more than probably a hundred fans everyone's parents and a couple other people from school maybe but chicks didn't care that much about you guys then eh, no i guess not now they do well now we'll get to the new rink so uh yeah the new rink's unbelievable uh the facilities are ridiculous they're they're probably better than a lot of pro facilities um the gym is unbelievable like i said we have a great strength coach there's a synthetic shooting room with like real boards real glass uh the video room with four rows of like movie theater like seating wow huge flat screen tv uh big lounge there's like three big flat screens on the wall uh we get lunch every single day breakfast on game days uh dinner the night before home games it was honestly unbelievable then obviously the rink itself uh like i was just saying when we were playing in uh at the bridgeport islanders rink we got no fans and the our first game at our new rink was sold out and i think wow. every single one of them after that was sold out or just shy of it so it was kind of like you almost felt like you just started at a whole new school like halfway through the year but it was pretty incredible and I think it's going to definitely help this school elevate hopefully I think it's already trending in the right direction but I think with this facility like it's if they bring kids here to check it out and stuff it's going to be like tough to not want to play here so it was it was definitely pretty sweet to have that that's really cool. That's really cool. Uh, Johnson's just rattled right now. Johnson's yeah. just oh, shaking his head. Ah. Yeah, he's like, I should have went four years later. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, your uh, your six pro games. Uh, did you have like a welcome to pro hockey moment? I know it's kind of a small sample size, but there's crazy stuff that happens in pro hockey all the time. Oh, he didn't play against me. His welcome to pro was watching my game. <laughs> <laughs> uh honestly just nothing too crazy happened i just i think the first game i played was just kind of like the first shift or whatever was kind of just like it's kind of like you're you're just kind of out there and you're kind of like wow like this is like this is one of the it's pretty cool like it's one of the highest levels like it's kind of like you're you got so much adrenaline going it's so fun so like that's it's like uh, you're, you're there and, you know, like you're in the game, you have so much adrenaline going. Then obviously like I played six games, 
towards like the last couple, I started to feel a bit more comfortable and stuff. So, but I think just like nothing too crazy happened. Uh, but I think for me, just those, the first couple of games, just being out there is, is kind of like, wow, like this is it. Like you got to go now. So. Yeah. Uh, I remember that feeling too. My first game. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Do you remember that Z? In the coast? Well, I just remember my first pro game, yeah, in the coast. For the Blades? Oh, my bad. I thought, I thought you were talking about the American League, but. No, but my yeah, first, I, my, remember. I remember my first pro game in the coast. Like, I caught myself, like, like, almost sinking from outside of me, like, wow, this is sick. Like, I'm playing a pro game right now. I don't know. It's a, it's crazy, like, that I slowed it down and, like, when I was on the ice and, like, th actually thought that. I remember thinking that. This is sick, playing my first pro game. And I was dialed, though, but. I don't know. I just remember thinking that <laughs> I had the first, my first pro shift. I'm pretty sure I, I thought that every guy was moving at the speed of NASCAR. <laughs> this is, this is flying right now. That's like my first USHL shift. I fell three times. I'd love to get <laughs> footage of my first USHL shift. I got on the ice. I pivoted to, to break out. I fell. I went on the four check. I hit a guy. I fell. And then I was on, and then and then I fell one more time in the shift. Three times I fell in the shift. So that's a true story. And I, I'm gonna look for that clip because that's bananas. <laughs> this day it's like the worst shift of my career. But Carrie Eads was a coach, so he loved fighting. I don't know if any of you guys know him, but shout out to Carrie Eads. But um anyway, to wrap this up, we're gonna wrap this up. Z TK, you got anything else? Um, uh, I got TK. All right. So before we wrap this up, just want to let everyone know we'll be uploading all of our episodes to YouTube moving forward. I think it'll help us step up our game. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Buzz Pod. And if you have not gotten your hands on one of these hats, do so. We're going to add a promo code 8989 for this episode. So if you're listening, you'll get 10% off. Thank you for tuning in. And Shazel, thanks for coming on, bro. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Unreal. Thanks, thanks Shazel. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys.